What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, guys. You made it to... Ep- this is episode 10. It's a big moment. It's kind of a moment. 10? It is. It's a moment. We've Ten's been talking about doing a podcast for years, so to actively be on episode 10, hi, Air 5, because Air that's five. kind of amazing. Air 5 to you all. And Air, Air 5 to you all for showing up, for listening, for supporting us. Thank you to everybody who has left us a review. We so appreciate you. And if you are adding, if this is adding any value or you enjoy this pod in any way, please go to iTunes or freedomandscrubs.com and leave us a review. Give us your feedback and um, tell your friends, subscribe, all of the things. It means so much to us and it amps us up to come back every single week turn on the mic and show up for y'all so yeah and i mean there even on freedom and scrubs there's a place to contact us we've had a lot of oh, emails yeah. that have come through and i think that is awesome like people my favorite that have part seriously found us from the podcast and have asked us questions about healthcare traveling so it's really cool to hear those from you guys we love that the episode that we're doing today is actually a requested episode which we're so excited to get into and so if you have any questions for us, because we do the Ask Him and Aaron G. Those questions come from you guys, okay? So if you have questions, if you have an episode you want us to do on literally any subject, we are not shy. We don't hold anything back, as you know, if you've been listening to us for the last nine episodes. So please reach out to us, freedomandscrubs.com, contact us, and it will send us an email, um, and we will well, read it. For instance, before we even jumped on this podcast, I answered an email, and due to the question, we were like, wow, what a great episode topic. Yeah. It's so, so we great. get our inspiration from you, and in turn, we hope we can inspire you as well. Well, this episode we're doing came from a question. And mm-hmm. so this episode, we are going to be chatting about our love story and how we met. And it's honestly one of my favorite stories to tell. I could tell it over and over and over again because there's so many like funny nuances and like yeah. just craziness to it. Yeah. And so we're going to chat about this. It might end up being a two-parter because I feel like there's so many layers. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, And we also want to add in some fun tips and some things that we believe have helped us build over time a pretty strong relationship a pretty good foundation absolutely um, and for all of you that don't know us we are kim and oh, Aaron, yeah. we are kim and Aaron g we are healthcare travelers both in radiology we are the creators of traveler school which is the online course for healthcare travelers literally takes you from start to finish on how to become a successful healthcare traveler through negotiations learning how, to negotiate. learning how to negotiate your modules understanding the pay package finding the right companies how to show up as a traveler and your best as your best self all the things. interviews resumes finding housing literally we walk you through everything there is to know all in one place traveler school we open four times a year it's currently open for enrollment so to get At the more time recording Right. So go check it out. Get all the information. Have all of your questions answered at Mm -hmm. freedomandscrubs.com. Click on Traveler School and that will lead you to all the goodness. Yes, absolutely. So what are we talking about right now? What are we talking about? I think actually I wanted to get it. Our week has been nuts. Oh, I also wanted to say who we are because it's a part of this crazy week is we are on the committee of TravCon Mm -hmm. and we're speakers there. You got, hopefully you guys know about TravCon. If you don't, TravCon is the largest healthcare traveler conference in the world. Yeah, there's going to be deal. there's going to be over 1,200 travelers this year, which is the largest so far. Which is amazing because it started off as a 10 person meetup. 
in Vegas as a nurses conference. Mm -hmm. And now it has grown to an all traveler conference. Companies are there. There's events. There's awesome speakers. We are one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing week. It's a great place to come and learn the travel things during the workshops and during the lectures and in the speakers. But it's also a great place just to come and meet your people, meet your travel friends, meet like travelers. We're our own beasts. Like we are our own, not beast. What's breed. the word? Yeah, that's what I was, beast. Why did I say beast? We are our own breed. And so to get 1200 travelers together and there's tons of meetups and get togethers and all these fun things that you get to do with your kind of people. It's such a great combination of learning and fun. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite events of the year. For us, it's more work because we are speakers there. And this is the first year that they are doing an allied room for our allied travel friends, which not to toot our own horn, but I'm going to toot our own horn. We are in charge of that along with a couple other of our allied friends. We are in charge of this room and it was our idea to bring this to the conference to really represent and give value to people who aren't nurses Mm because primarily it's always been a nursing conference. Love our nurses, but we're trying to kind of even the playing field and have it be a more inclusive event instead of just nurses. So we're representing the allied crew and it's going to be a lot of fun. Because the people that came about with this idea were all, there's almost every branch of allied is represented. And that's really cool. Yeah. So, which kind of led to my mini breakdown I had yesterday. Big time. It was bad. It was a bad one because we've been planning for weeks, but I just, I don't know. Or weeks. Since February of this year. Yeah. We have been planning for months and months and months. And I don't know if it's because, you know, it's that time of the month for me. So I'm already a little emotional, already on edge. But yesterday, I just felt the weight of the world on my shoulders. I felt like there were so many things that I needed to do. We didn't have enough time. We leave in seven days. This time next week, we'll be in Vegas. And I'm like, and not only are we going to Vegas, then we leave for Paris and then Barcelona. So it's we it's like all of these moving parts that we gotta plan for, we gotta prep for. And I I just freaked out. On top of a busy work schedule. Oh, and we're working 10 hour days. Mm-hmm. And we're in a launch for traveler school. And we're trying to record these podcasts because we're gonna be gone for three weeks. Yeah, we're batching. Yeah, so it's like, oh my gosh, what have we done? We've taken on so much. And all I wanted to do, I'm like texting Erin. And she texted me literally while I'm at work. She was off. I'm at work. And I get a text that said, I woke up this morning with massive chest pain. I'm freaking out. I, I, I can't control the anxiety. I was like, oh my God. So by the time, see, I don't have good service at work. So I get this text later in the day. And so I text her back. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm getting a pedicure. I'm fine. And I'm just like, oh my God, I was losing it. I was being a little bit dramatic. I'm not going to lie. I was like rage texting my sister and my mom because there's a hurricane. Hello, if you're in Florida, we're sending you guys so much love. I hope everybody's okay. But my mom and my sister are in Florida and I found out. My mom and sister right. and grandparents. Well, I wasn't and... rage texting your mom. Right. But I found out that there was this hurricane and Aaron and I, we don't have cable. And so I wasn't, I hadn't watched the news. I had no idea this was going on. I found out and I'm like, how could you guys tell me? Like, you never text me anymore. Like, I'm out of the loop. Like, I was literally just breaking down in every corner. Sorry, mom and Elizabeth, if you're listening, I love you guys. I was having a moment. And so 
the moral of this story is what I needed last night, instead of all the things that we were, that was on our list to do and get done and hustle through last night, we decided the best thing to do, I decided, and Aaron, you're such we a, agreed. you're such a, like, you're just good support system because you just had my back and you're like, whatever you need, like I'm here. And I just needed to turn my phone off and shut the computer and sit and eat a poke bowl and watch Eat, Pray, Love and have you scratch my back for a couple of hours. Yeah. And I feel so much better today. And I think that's a big lesson too. And that can almost be our tip of the week, right? I yeah. Because we, didn't even, Cause we like, never really... prepared one because we basically suck at what? life. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I actually thought that this worked. But, you know, it was really cool for all of you young entrepreneurs out there, even regular entrepreneurs, regular people in general. Um, it kind of applies across the board. But, you know, we did. We have a large to-do list and it really felt heavy. And you would think to alleviate the heaviness, you would just knock things out. But really seeing Kim's reaction and, and how she was and how she was overwhelmed and the fact that I started off with a pep talk and she said, I don't need an effing pep talk right now. I did say that. And I was like, whoa, Nelly. Like, with like okay. darts in my eyes. I knew who I, who I was talking to and I realized I kind of wanted that as well. And it was really nice to take a step back because I really feel that we can try to push through that, but we're not actually serving ourselves and or anybody else by trying to push through that. Yeah. And looking at our situation and as a couple and just as people, as individuals, taking that step back and just having that night was literally, I woke up this morning a whole new person. Life changing. And I was ready to rock. Yeah. And I could have easily just been like, we didn't get anything done last yeah. night and like blah, blah, blah. But I chose to be like, okay, I'm going to take tonight. And we're going to capitalize off this. We're not going to let this be a constant like thing. We're going to capitalize off our really nice night and hit it hard tomorrow. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. It's like now it's nine o'clock and we're just recording this podcast. And I honestly feel great. I feel completely different than I did yesterday. Mm -hmm. And we just some you have to know the difference between when you can push yourself because there are times when you don't want to do something whether it's going to the gym or whether it's for us like showing up and you know recording a podcast or going over a talk and knowing when you need to push yourself and then also just recognizing when i need to unplug from life and that's exactly what we did. We got inspired by E Pray Love, and we're going to create a Gibson version of that. Stay mm -hmm. tuned. Yeah. I'm going to start planning. Aaron's like <laughs> got terror in his eyes. Oh, you, whatever, you're the one who said, babe, we should do our own version of it this. Was it my was idea. all wow. your ideas. It's on the recording. That's my you idea. You heard it first, people. You were the mastermind behind this, and now I'm going to execute this shit. I'll have a game plan ready to go tomorrow. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Flights are booked. Perfect. So I guess my tip of the week then would be do you, boo. Do you, baby. Mine yeah. is sometimes you need to unplug your phone and disconnect from the world, and that's totally okay. Yeah. Actually, it's not okay. It's necessary. Absolutely. Okay. So let's get into the episode. Let's do it. This is going to be fun. Okay. I'm really excited about this. talking about how we met this we've been together for 12 years this was 12 years ago i was just like a twinkle in my mom's eye you were 21 <laughs> 21 how 21 mm -hmm. i was a baby yeah i was a baby okay so i was I a dignified even, adult how old are you 25, 25. yeah because you're four years older so i don't even know where to begin but i guess let's just kind of set the tone for where we were at 
So mm-hmm. I was 21 years old. Did we say that this was a requested episode? Yes. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. We mentioned it like three times. Okay. Yeah. I, I went blank they on that. They got the memo. Okay, cool. <laughs> so this was a request from our female listeners. Yeah. The men because, out there. Yeah. I mean, I know that that is one thing that we were talking about is we were like, wow, like we know our listeners really well and we have a lot of female listeners and yeah, this came do. through, but it's kind of funny cause I'm like, I got to hold it down for the dudes. Whatever. You love a good love story. <laughs> I do. Who doesn't? Let's be real. This is a, this is a both ways love story. If we do have some men listeners out there, please Thank let you. us know. Please let us know. Give Aaron a little, um, Shout. little bra love. Yeah. I need, a, I need love. some bromance from okay. you guys. So I'm 21 years old. I just graduated from high school. <laughs> Wow. High school. Wow, that's sad. That is sad. College. There you go. And from the university. What? From university. Yes, from university. That sounds way better. Mm-hmm. And I had just bought a Jetta. Oh my god. Love of my okay. life. Okay, that's Scenic a mo- route. That was a moment for me. Scenic that route. That was a moment. Kim didn't buy a Jetta. She bought the most souped up top of the line that the dealer was like I got me an easy one oh, on yeah. this one she's going to get her first paycheck she literally had one imported and it was the Wolfberg Jetta Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg with I mean it's literally it was the like the most buying... expensive Jetta and because I had the worst credit in the world because I ran up all my credit cards in college and like never paid them off I wouldn't recommend that kids like don't listen to that advice well it's not advice that's just what happened so I had the worst credit and so my APR was like 50% Yeah she paid like 571 a month for a Jetta That was that it was, was a beautiful, disaster. Though. It was a disaster. But I loved that car. So I'm in my black Jetta. And I grew up in a small beach town in Florida. Flagler Beach. Hello. Well, I'm actually from Palm Coast. But Flagler is the beach there. And it's beautiful and amazing. So I graduate high school. High school. Okay, why do I keep saying that? I don't know. But it's weird. God. Um... I graduate college. And so my first job out of college was... The hospital that I was a was student, a student at. at. Mm-hmm. So I move in my Jetta to from this tiny little town. Well, Palm Coast isn't that tiny. No, it's not. Let's be real. But it, it was small compared to Jayville. Okay. So I get in my little Jetta and I roll into Jacksonville. I know nobody except the people that I work with. So I move into my little apartment. I was, oh, P.S. We didn't even say I had a boyfriend at the time. Yeah. And I'm sure that's going to come up. <laughs> we were supposed to move in together. So I got the apartment, filled it with all of his furniture because I didn't have anything on my own. He was moving in with me. It was a whole thing. I got my first job and I was like living my best life. It was the first time I had money, a Jetta. I was living in this like city, you know, I was just like, nice apartment, really cute apartment. And so anyways, I'm start working at Baptist Beaches, brand new, didn't know anybody except the girls that I worked with. And that's where I started. Yeah. So I actually came from Titusville, Florida, um, where I went to school. I got my first job there. I was actually a scholarship. I got a scholarship there to work for a couple for a couple of years, which was nice because I had a job right out of school. 
And I cut that scholarship short and paid back the rest of the money to move to Jacksonville so I could be in the big city. The big city. We're I so moved, cute. What was cool about that was, you know, I went straight out of high school right into my job in radiology, working in the front office, then went through x-ray school and did that whole thing. And I never lived that college life. So at the time, all of my friends were in Jacksonville and they were getting, they were still going through getting their degrees. And they were like, yo, move in with us. It'll be fun. It'll be amazing. So we, we're going to get this big house in Jacksonville and live this life. So I applied to Baptist Beaches. Mm, dun, dun, dun. There was like 17 people that applied for that job. I ended up getting it. And it was crazy. So I was like, I guess I'm doing this. So I move up to Jacksonville, move in with my friends. We're having this life. And I'm in orientation. And I'll never forget this. They're walking me around to show me. And it was later in the afternoon, and I walk back through ultrasound, and I see this blonde back there, <laughs> and I was like, was oh, on her eyes. boy, who is that? And I just remember having that thought Aww. of just like, wow. And so I went home. My buddies were like, yo, like, how'd it go? And I was like, it was amazing. By the way, there's this girl on ultrasound. Like, woo, Nelly. Like, let me I tell you what. I was a hot commodity back then. And I was so very tan. I was super excited. And I was like, this this is going to be good. This is going to be good. So basically, we start. Uh, we don't start. I start my job. Can I say something? Yeah. This is what a small world it is, too. Before Aaron and I knew each other, he, my roommate... Oh. So I, okay, so I ended up getting another roommate because me and the boyfriend broke up, which is another story. My roommate, what? You broke up. You were off and on the entire time that we were. Okay, so I guess I just kind of fast forward because I got another roommate at the end, which we'll get into. Yeah. But that roommate was a student where Aaron used to work in Titusville. 130 miles south. And Aaron and I didn't know each other, but Katie, my roommate, knew Aaron from the hospital. Well, we are fast forwarding. Big okay, time. we're skipping around. We much. are because that is a good story, though. Because at, I mean, it kind of goes to show you it is a really small world, and if you're a douchebag like in your own hometown, you never know when it's going to come back around. Right. And that's a big thing because Katie and I always looked at each other like, "You look so familiar." And she was like, yeah, you do too. And I was like, oh, I don't know. This is weird. And it carried on. But later on down the road, as I started to get, you know, closer friends with Kim, I realized that, oh my God, we did clinic. She did clinicals at the place that I worked. And didn't my sister do a clinical there too? She did, but I was already, that was past. Oh, okay. Cause I, Cause I didn't that... know you until I moved to Jacksonville. Oh no, my sister did clinicals at Baptist Beaches. And Parish. I know, but you remember you were, saw her walking down the hallway and you yeah. thought it was me yeah. and you grabbed anyway. her butt. Okay. I did not. You wanted to. I did not. Okay. So we start working. So we were working together. I worked 3 to 11 at the time. Mm -hmm. So Aaron, again, was in love with me oh, and my tan bronze skin and my it. glittery she eyes. Was she was one of that initial response of like, wow, she's extremely yeah. attractive. I know. I was just fluffing myself up. So I would come in at 3. Aaron worked during the day. And so we were like really old school it was a really small hospital so there was a board that we would like write patients on for our transport and so i would come in every day at three with a rock star smelling like cigarettes and <laughs> juniper breeze mm -hmm. or actually dolce and gabbana light blue or happy mm -hmm. and i would come in and aaron would like smell me like my smell like wafting down the halls and he would go stand at the transporter board how right. are you telling this okay, well, part that's of the what you story? Told me. 
Then you tell it. No, so I actually knew that Kim and the transporters were friends. And so I was like, well, shoot. That's kind of weird for me to just walk down to Ultrasound and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. It's not my style. So I always like, I'm like, all right, cool. Who knows who? Yeah. So the transporter was a good friend of yours. And I was like. Brad? No, Peter. (laughs) And so I was like, yo, what's the story? And he was like, she has this boyfriend. I don't know. They kind of go off and on all the time. It's kind of crazy. Um, but yo man, whatever, like whatever. Okay. So I was like, well, cool. I just wanted to know the story. So what I used to do is make sure that I didn't have any patients at three o'clock because I knew at about three ten Kim's going to come down and write her patients for the night on the board mm-hmm. that she had. And so I would make it look like I was chit chatting with Peter mm-hmm. just to get to know you. Right. And I would walk down there and you would play like on a boombox. Party like a rock. I never did you that. You deny it. And you totally did it. You didn't have a boombox. But I always came in with a rock, a sugar-free rock star with a, star, uh, with a straw. It was my thing every day. And one day I walked down there and you're like, party. Because that song was cool back then. Party like a rock. I might have said that, party but I didn't like have a, a boombox. <laughs> okay, you didn't have a boombox, but you were trying to be cool. And I was like... Oh yeah, I also I asked if you guys song. knew what a spank bank was. Oh my god, that was humiliating. It was for because you. that totally I thought they were gonna like talk about forty year old virgin and blah blah blah. No. We and had no reference to that. We just thought you were a pig. No, I know, and that's where I learned. I was like, wow, this just took a turn really bad. And it yeah. was you and Katie, and I was trying you, to be You told us you were gonna put us both in your spank bank. I never like, said who that. Says okay, that? this is gonna go bad. Okay, what like did you I can say? tell. You're so dramatic with your story. What did you say? I so my fantasy football team name was the Spank Bank. Oh, that's right. Okay. Because we took quotes from Forty Year Old Virgin. That was our league. And so I took that and we were talking about it. I know. And then I said do you guys know what a spank bank is and you were just like no and i was like oh dear god this is bad yeah things took a turn for awkward back on track so long story short we work together Mm -hmm. and eventually we oh actually i forgot the glow worm story okay so we eventually there's too many stories this is going to be a two-parter so we eventually started chatting and becoming friendly with each other. And, you know, we worked opposite shifts, but we when we saw each other at the transporter board, we would, like, just chit-chat, whatever. So, one day, Aaron had glow... <laughs> no, you had trolleys. So, basically, what had happened was... No, let me I had tell to work the late shift. And so, that was not my normal thing. Somebody called in. I was on call. I had to cover it. So okay. I went and got myself some snacks for my night shift. And if I would have known what I know now, that Aaron is like Joey from Friends, that he doesn't share food. It's non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. He will rip your face off like Trevor and growl at you and like literally kill you if you try to eat his off of his plate. I'm not exaggerating. So I had no idea at the time. So he, I was like, oh, a trolley. I was like, I like those. Now, mind you, I went to go do a portable in the ER and I said, you can, you can have, have some. You can have these. This is, why That's would I give you my entire bag of trolleys? Because you were that trying to be zero cute. sense that I would do that, so knowing what you know. Basically, I was under the impression, falsely, apparently, <laughs> that I could eat the bag of trolleys. And so I gobbled every. Okay, one of them who off. does that? I do. Who literally? I do. 
I would like never say to, that I had my own bag of candy and I said that you could okay, have it. It doesn't that matter. Bag. The point is, the funny part is that I ate all the trolleys. I had no idea that he was fuming inside. And so you came back and said something like, like what no. did you, you so brought it up I somehow. I came back from my portable, which only took me like five minutes. And I had like sugar all over minutes. my face. The bag of trolleys is now in the trash and empty, which I thought was a joke. And so I walked down to ultrasound and I'm like, did you eat the entire bag of trolleys? And I don't even know what you said. You were just like, no. I think I had sugar all over my face and like a worm coming out of my mouth. I couldn't believe it because those were my favorite candies at the time. I know. So I was trying to be cute. And the next day, on my way to work, I stopped at the gas station to get my Rockstar per usual, and I got a bag of Glowers. Now, Not granted, to be confused with trolleys. with trolleys. So she got the Bobo brand. And I didn't realize they were Bobo, but I was trying to be cute, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry I ate all your trolleys, but I brought you some more. Which Take was Take this as a peace nice. offering. And you were like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. Little did I know that glowworms are disgusting. Yeah. You didn't let me know that, though. But I it thought was it was thought, really it was cool the thought that, that you ate all my trolleys, felt yeah. bad about it, but then had the thought later to be like, yo, I'm going to get this guy a bag of candy. That yeah. was nice. So that means I was in your brain. Of course you were. Fantastic. I thought you were cool. So Hashtag winning. Hashtag winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we eventually just started talking more and more at work and just, again, we were friends because I had a boyfriend and the boyfriend, we were always breaking up probably every other day. It was a toxic relationship. It was not a good relationship. Like I had one foot out the door. We we were always back and forth. So just to kind of go on a, a, a side scenic here route. for the scenic route for a second, we were supposed to move in together. And he and I got into a fight per usual and he ends up coming to the apartment and taking all of his stuff back. Now, remind you, I had no furniture. It was his bed. It was everything was his. And so Katie, future roommate, and I came back to the house and he had basically trashed the entire place getting all of his stuff out and all that remained was like a pile of our clothes. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what am I going to do? And I was super stressed out and I was like, geez, you know, what am I going to do? And so fast forward, Katie and I decided, because she was working at Baptist too, so we decided to move in together at the same complex. So I got a two-bedroom apartment, kicked the boyfriend to the curb, at least as far as moving in together, and Katie and I moved in together. So that's kind of how that happened. So that big moment, they still kept dating. Yeah, we still started dating. And I want to add that Kim was very, very clear about she had a boyfriend. There was boundaries, yeah. There was. And so, again, like, I knew that going into it. But, again, we enjoyed talking to each other. It was fun. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And we did have joint friends. Yeah, at know, work. At we work. had, like, work friends. And, again, I didn't know anybody in right. Jacksonville. So, I was trying to make friends. I was trying to get to know people. And so, the first time that we ever hung out outside of work... Was that Rini's was birthday that party? Chili's, yeah, our favorite place. All right, so in check the this world. out. This is more of the backstory, which is fun. Okay. Um, so I found out that for Rini's birthday, or going away, somebody was she going, was going away. She was. She yeah, was she leaving. Was moving. Um, but it was around all of our birthdays. She's, I think, August tenth. I'm August eleventh. 
Um, and so we were doing like a, a big thing or whatever. So she comes to me and she's like, yo, you know, Kim's going. And I was like, really? And she was like, I'm not sure if her boyfriend's going. And I was like, that's okay. Whatever. It'd be cool to like meet everybody. Yeah. So beneficially, my roommates at the time worked at Chili's. Yeah. So I was like, let's do it at Chili's. It's, my roommate can be our waiter. It'll be perfect. So I'm behind the scenes maestroing this whole thing. So I get the table. Uh, Scott sets us up with this perfect table. And I get there early and start setting people up to sit to where the only chair left was right next to me. Yeah. So that way Kim had no and choice. you knew I, my boyfriend ended up not coming. So like I said, he wasn't going to come. Right. So I knew. I was like, wow, if I'm ever going to like really get to know this person we have to get to know each other outside of work yeah and so we end up sitting next to each other which was a lot of fun yeah. we, we ordered uh we did our first shot uh, shot of um oh my god the cherry bomb was it a, no yes it was one of those uh what's it called jaeger bomb? jaeger bomb it wasn't a cherry bomb it's a jaeger bomb oh that makes me sick and then we well. split the sampler Oh my God, we are so cute! Right, and we the, kept we the, kept getting drinks, and so Scott this was is our the, waiter. I mean, this is the funny part: is that at the end of and again, this was a big group of us. But Aaron and I were sitting next to each other. We were just like chatting, having fun, laughing. I was like, Oh my God, this is so much fun! Again, first time I had hung out with him outside of work, you know. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, his waiter or our waiter your roommate tries to be slick and he gives you the entire bill for you and I was like you can thank me later bro like it's good this is gonna give you mad points and so Aaron what I did it I'm like oh my gosh like he's paying for mine what a gentleman like wow he's like Mr. Moneybags over here little did I know he was literally overdrafting his account And he was shaking in his booth because he had like twenty dollars in his bank account, bad. and the bill was like seventy. It was bad. But you, you but you, I never knew at the time. No. I found this out later. And Scott gave us a huge discount yeah. too, which was even better. But yeah. Anyway, long story so short, funny. we ended up all coming back to my place. You slept in my bed that night. Oh wow! Well, we're getting into like we're jumping ahead. Oh my but... god, I forgot about that. That was so we all end up going out. We went to my house and played beer pong at yep. my place, my beautiful five bedroom, awesome lofty, cool place that yeah. I loved. Yeah. So we all hung out there, and we went. We ended up in a hot tub we at went to our your place. place. Yeah. And then it was my roommate Katie. Peter Lemons, who we just so wanted Katie to date, but mm-hmm. she had a creepy boyfriend at the time. And I had a creepy boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. But we were hanging out with these two cool dudes. And Rini. And Rini. But she ended up going home and it was no, just she the four. No, yeah, she slept she, on the couch. No, Rini never slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. She went home. Rini, if you're listening, please let us know. I swear you slept on the couch she that didn't. night. And so you, I used to smoke cigarettes. And my thing, I always had to shower before I got into bed because I felt so gross. And so I take a shower and I come out and Aaron is legit in my bed. Now, granted, Kim had a king queen. And so for all of you that don't know, Kim had a king, California king mattress with a queen <laughs> box spring. I king queen. <laughs> it was bougie and what weird. What was that about? I don't know. It was floppy because the king was on top of the queen. What was I thinking? I don't know, but anyway. We don't know. Aaron's in the king queen and I come out and I'm like, 
So my thought process behind that was one, there wasn't anywhere to sleep and I'm not sleeping on the floor. She has this huge king queen. And then I thought, yo, like literally I had fun with you. I can sleep in here and not try to come on to you whatsoever. Yeah. And we can really build this relationship as friends and you can start to trust me in a way of like... Peter encouraged you. He did. And so he was like, bro, there's nothing wrong with that. Like everything's perfectly fine. And literally, I just wanted to show that I wasn't in it for just that. Yeah, you you were a complete gentleman. We went to sleep. There was no touchy-feely. There was no nothing. And, you know, long story short, because there's so many little stories like that, but we really started to develop at that point moving forward just like a really good friendship. Like, we were just friends. We. We just got along so well and we just talked and talked and talked and we had so much fun and like you used to come over to the house and we would literally have Captain and Diet and Jack and Diet and sit on the floor and just talk about God knows what for hours and hours and hours and then eat a fresh head of pizza. We would and there'd be little times in between where we would meet for lunch and we'd go to Olive Garden oh and God. you would like recite the whole dessert menu by heart. I and- was trying to imp- I was like, trying to impress you. little things that we would just we enjoyed hanging out with each other it was literally a lot of fun and it's funny that you told that first night story because I totally forgot about that because we do actually say all the time that we didn't even sit on the same couch for three months we didn't but, but we, we literally did slept in the, in the same, same bed. bed I did forget about that I did too but technically after that we didn't even sit on the same couch no. for the first three months you would always sit in that computer chair yeah because it rocked, mm-hmm. or you would make it rock, mm-hmm. and I would sit on the floor, or like on the couch, and we would just sit across from each other, and we would just chat we for We would hours. talk to like three in the morning, and then yeah. I'd be like, I'm going home, I gotta yeah. go. Yeah. We were such good friends. A funny story about Olive Garden, do you remember this, how we used to go? And we would go all the time, that was kind of like our place, and I would rehearse the menu for you to like show you how <laughs> cool I was, and we would we were obsessed with Alfredo, because who isn't? And we would go and we would get... This is where I started to see a glimpse into your food craziness. Mm -hmm. We would get a a boat of Alfredo and we would just be like be talking and laughing and having fun. And I would be like scooping my breadstick and Alfredo and Aaron would literally be growling and giving me the stink eye and like kicking me under the table every time I scoop my breadstick. Dude. And I was like, what's the deal, dude? Why are you tripping? Who scoops when you're sharing? I'm a scooper. It's a dabbing thing when you share. You're a dabber. You're nope. If I had my own boat, I would scoop. Well what was the solution? We ended up get our own own boats. We would get our own boats. How gross is that? Massive. We would each get our own boats of Alfredo. But if it that wasn't was if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have had our amazing health journey either. That's so. true. That's another story. Yeah, we already told episode it. episode eight. Didn't we tell it? <laughs> I think so. We did. I'm lost. Yeah. Um. So where do we go okay. from here? So we hung out all the time. And, My birthday. And so then your birthday was another. So we had in between all of this, we had these like pivotal moments. Oh, and I will say that you would. Bring me, because I worked 3 to 11. I remember you used to, like, come and bring me Angie subs. You and Katie. I don't remember that. I'd bring you and Katie subs. I'd bring you subs. I would just be yeah, like, yo. Yeah, like you I'm, would just come up and, so like, So I worked until, I worked 10 hours. So I'd work till 6. And then I, I would. I would walk you out. I would be going to eat because I was a single dude. And so you I'd go to eat and I'd be like. Pants. Do you, okay. 
That makes no sense. You said you used to clench your cheeks because I would walk you out and we would end up talking for like an hour and then you would have to poop so bad that you would clench your cheeks and then sit in your truck and like fart so bad. But isn't that funny that now like you would just do it in front of me but then you're like blue in the face because you're clenching so hard (laughs) but you didn't want to leave and then you would get in your truck and fart and chase me around the parking lot. Okay. Like... <laughs> like as you're chasing so, me, it was literally crazy that Kim could not get around the truck, and I would just like <laughs> no. trap her in the in the I would trap her in the parking lot, and she felt like she could never you get around. You would never the truck. know unless you were there. I could never escape, and you had a stick, and it was so fast. And no matter what I did, I could never get away. It was like a freaking wizard mind fuck. <laughs> it, was, it was a game that we played. I don't know every why. Every night. We're so weird. Yeah, but like yeah. every, and you think I would know like it was going to happen and I would try to get that <laughs> start, but I could never get away. <laughs> That's so funny. If anybody was watching. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So okay, anyway, So you would come up, forward. you would bring food. So we had all these little moments, but then we had these like pivotal times that were kind of the next phase, even though again, this, ent- okay. This is months and months and months. This entire time, we're building a friendship because Aaron and I hung out with the same people at work. And then Aaron also had friends outside of work that that he was introducing me to. Which I was going to say was really bizarre because most of them you went to school with in Palm Coast. Which is such a... Which is so random. random. Yeah. His roommate's... Girlfriends. Girlfriends' friends. Yeah. They were friends with girls I knew from school, which I was like, well, what a small world. And, and we're actually cool with. Yeah, totally. And that was fun because it was like, whoa, now there's even another connection. It Amazing. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. So then Aaron asked if I wanted... Okay, so I had a boyfriend still this whole time. Toxic relationship. And then Aaron asked if I wanted to hang out with him on his birthday. With all of our friends. With all of the people. And they were going to get a limo. And we were going to go to Dave and Buster's. And it was going to be... It was just going to be a fun night. And so... I was like, yeah, of course I want to go. Like, that sounds so much fun. Aaron, uh, I don't want to say his name, but my the boyfriend and I got into a big fight. The whole night. Be, well, we got into a fight because he didn't want me to go. Now, granted. I get it. Uh, uh, right, obviously, because he kept saying, like, you and Aaron hang out all the time. And I don't feel comfortable with this. And I, of course, I always turned it around. And I made it his fault. And I'm like, we're just friends. Like, you're just being insecure and you're being jealous. Like, we're just friends. And he's like, I don't feel comfortable. I don't want you to go. And I'm like, it's a big group of people. I'm going. Right. And it was really hard because you do say that in telling this story. I understand that. 100%. Like, I I get it. And if that ever happened right now, obviously, it'd be like, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing? Right. But it's to the point where it literally. We just hung out with groups of people. Yeah. There wasn't any moves being made or anything. Like, I just wanted to hang out. There was no hanky-pinky. But I obviously had an attraction to you, obviously. So, like, that's not, like, a a hidden thing. Yeah. So, Side note, I just want to say, too, I think throwing kind of, like, a, a little tip or takeaway, I think... One of the the keys to our success in our relationship is that we were such good friends for so long before we started dating. And we got to know each other on such a real level that because we were friends, because we were just hanging out and getting to know each other, there was no pressure. There was no um, having to be anybody else. And I just remember always thinking that I had never felt more 
comfortable with any other human, with any other man. And I was like, I feel like I can totally 100% be myself, be silly, show all parts of me. And I never felt any pressure around it because we were just friends and we just had such a good time and you always made me feel so comfortable. And I think that's such an important part of any relationship is that you build it on a friendship. You you build it on a likability of each other. You build it on a, a, a deep understanding of truly knowing the other person and no, cut through the bullshit and just be yourself well, that from is the beginning. A, that is a scenic route with no exit. I mean, if, you're, if we're being honest, because I mean, looking at that completely, I completely agree because there was no pressure because you were so adamant about the fact that you had a boyfriend and there was no fresh shit going on. Yeah. And so uh, literally like you would, we would be hanging out and you'd be on the phone in a fight with your boyfriend and I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm going to hang out with my other friends. Like it, right. it's not a big deal. It sucks Yeah. because I really wanted to get to know you because I really wanted to say one moment that I realized uh, the moment I realized that I was like, man, maybe I'm a little too deep into this was when you came over early before the limo showed up with the bullet holes in the car. And we literally went, I needed to go to bank of America, America to get cash to pay for the limo. Yeah. And we missed the turn and ended up in Mayport road. And you were screaming <laughs> saying that they were shooting at the car. And there was bullet there's the bullet holes in the Jetta. People are shooting at us. Why would I steer you in that direction? <laughs> we were laughing the whole time. You were screaming. That was so much fun. And then we finally made our way back. We had had some cocktails. We were hanging out. Every My roommates were there. It was like a lot of fun. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, yeah. This is the most fun I've ever had with a female. Yeah. On just a normal platonic level. Yeah. And it was crazy to me. Yeah. That that was happening. We were besties. And that's what I really realized, like, wow, is this me, like, really falling in love in a way? Or is this me actually realizing that I, and I don't know, like, I don't yeah. really know where I was going with that. But to the point of, like, yeah. that was my point that I realized, wow, I could it's be in a, a little deep. And so, you know, really saying with what you said, with the dating nowadays, you know, and you hear all the time people saying, uh, just tell people what they want to hear. You know, if you're a female, you need to just tell the guy what he wants to hear. Or guys, just tell the girl what you want to hear. And I think that That's is the, the most bullshit. Worst advice ever. Literally. Can you imagine, you know, one, Kim and I say this because of the fact that we were just friends. There was nothing going to happen. No sex, no touching, no nothing. nothing. So we literally just, if, if it didn't work out, and I think that's the biggest part with me. Was I was like, I'm not going to waste myself and having fun and wasting moments that I could be enjoying because I'm worried if you're going to date me or not or right. if we're ever going to work out or whatever. Yeah. So I literally just went into it with no strings attached yeah. and was just literally myself. And I said, if this doesn't work out because I'm myself, then it wasn't meant to be. I agree. And that was a moment in my life that I was like, wow, that's pretty profound for me to feel that way. Yeah. I think it's a... I think it's such a beautiful thing when you can have no attachment and I think there would be so many successful relationships from the beginning or at least people, even if it wasn't going to be a match, but they could move on quicker. If you just went into every, whether it's a date or meeting a blind date, meeting somebody new, just totally putting yourself out there fully being real what do you want what are you looking for who are you what are your core like just holding nothing back and being yourself and if it's not a fit 
if it doesn't work, if it doesn't click. Because I do find that there's certain people you just click with. When you're yourself, you click with some people and you get to know them more or you don't and you can rub up against each other very quickly and tell that there's friction and there's just not this um, connectivity that's going to happen. Whether it's a, a friendship or a romantic thing, you can usually tell right away. So if I go into something and I'm like, I'm going to be my full self, whether it's a friendship I'm looking for and it doesn't fit for some reason or click, I'm just being me and that's okay if it doesn't work. I'm going to move on to something else. Why do we try to force things or conform to a certain way or be a certain way to get people to like us? Why aren't we just our full selves and the people that like that and choose to be in our lives because of who we are are great and the ones who don't fit in, that's okay too. Well, I think too, looking back on this in hindsight, you know, again, I didn't have any sort of like spiritual journey or spiritual awakening and I'm, I'm no longer, I wasn't on my spiritual path that I am now. So really looking back on this, that's why I said it was a really profound moment because again, if we, there's a lot of people that they just kind of go through the motions. Maybe they're really sexually attracted to this person and those feelings, or maybe there is sexual contact. You can have sex and not be a good match. You know what I mean? Well, that's you can what have I'm getting sex at. And not want to date. Yeah. Totally. And that's what I'm getting at that people are like, Oh, well the sex is great or yeah. the physicalness is great. Or I'm so attracted to them or they make me feel a certain way. They're almost my eye candy in a way. Like, yeah. right. Like, and so you miss out on the fact that, oh, well, maybe if we get down the road, I'll tell them how I really feel or tell them what I really want. Or maybe my thing's going to change because this person's going to change my life. But the way that I really look at that is if you were yourself from the get-go and you just put it all out there and it didn't work, no matter what it is, there's no regrets because there are people out there that connect with you. And 100%. I think that's a big thing that people don't realize that they, they feel like this is it. This yeah. is it. So there's this attachment to the outcome. And Gabby says it all the time, not having any sort of attachment to your outcome. Being your true self is what people fall in love with. 100%. And that's what I fell in love with with you because we both were just ourselves. Yeah. Completely, unapologetically ourselves. And if you didn't like it, who cares? There was tons of other people out yeah, there. Yeah, there was no pressure. Right. And Even I, though I was extremely attracted to you. Yeah. But I do think... God bless him. It was such a, a a gift to have a boyfriend because it really did keep my guard up as far as I'm not looking for a romantic partner. I'm not looking to date you. I could just fully be your friend. Mm -hmm. And in that relationship, I could just be my truest self and my silly self. And I wasn't filtered. I was like with him. I was so filtered. We were we dated for like a year. I don't think I ever like pooped around him. <laughs> no, I would leave and go to a gap. Like I never felt comfortable at all with him. I could never be myself. Like I was too silly or I was this or I talked too much. Like I could never be myself. I felt so muted in that relationship. So to be with somebody like you where I felt like you just brought my best self out. Like you let my spirit shine. You let my spirit come to life and you liked it and it fed yours. And we would just go back and forth. And I like started to feel alive again. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is what a relationship of any kind should feel like. Well, and that was the really crazy thing is, you know, I really wanted that to shine for other people to see because that's what I saw behind closed doors. Yeah. So I was like, dude, if she's not herself, then this isn't what I'm seeing. That's a fake person. Yeah. And so I wanted to bring that out in you to where almost when you were muted, it was like, man, 
people aren't really getting to see the true you. Yeah. And so, anyway, ma'am, that was a big That was one. a tangent, which we're at 40, like 45 minutes. So oh, I, let's cut this off and... So let's, well, let's end it because we haven't even gotten to the best part of quote unquote the wedding night when we actually not our wedding not our wedding someone else's wedding where we solidified our relationship and kind of what that looked like but that's a big story i know so let's end it here okay with basically just ending it with your birthday night is that night was a pivotal moment because we i fought with the boy the guy the whole night was not a pivotal moment well because you ended up i had the long talk with one of my friends about you uh, remember yeah but I, I i disagree with that because we went all the way to october we're talking august to october where you were still with your boyfriend you were still all back I'm and forth saying, it was it was a it was a night where i was i was really like kind of coming at an end with this person i knew it was coming to an end i, I was at the point where i just didn't care anymore like it he didn't want me to do certain things. And then that night you came back to my house and we got a freshetta pizza and Texas toast per usual. And we sat again, just the two of us and we ate a pizza and I slept on the couch that and night. you slept on the couch and we talked until we passed out. And I don't know, for me, it was kind of this like click click moment where I could start to see that relationship I don't know, like something kind of sparked in me where I was like, there's there's a change coming here. And I, I felt it for the first time really that night. Okay. So. Yeah. So anyway. Okay, let's leave it here. Thank you for listening. Come back next week. We We're going to get into this. those juicy juices. It's going to get really juicy um, because it really got kind of up and downy. And up then and it, downy. And then it boomed. And then um, it went, we went boom, boom. Because boom. I really want to get into the ups and downs because um, that was a big part for me. And so I really want to talk about that. So definitely um, go to freedomandscrubs.com. Ask us questions. Give us episode advice and things that you want to hear. Leave a review. Subscribe. And we will see you next week. We will see you next week. Deuces. Make sure you show up with a glass of wine. I feel like next next week's episode will be juicy with a glass of wine. We should have one. I'm not going to bail. Okay. I got pample medicine on my face. Deuces.